When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to this week's episode of the Baseball Together Podcast, Baseball Family. This week, we have Aaron Boone getting a pacemaker, fans and stadiums in California, and we're going to dip into the mailbag. Nine Plus Us presents the Baseball Together Podcast with your hosts, Blackjack Brad and Kansas City Little Big Briggy Blue Eyes. And now baseball together welcome to another episode of the baseball together podcast baseball family i am brad and as per usual i have brig on my right side today hello baseball family we're glad you're here we are glad you're here thank you for joining us we truly appreciate it uh i think we have a good episode lined up i think this is going to be a good time Uh, we're gonna have a lot of fun with it i hope you have a lot of fun with it uh so let's go ahead and get started so we can maximize our time in the mailbag brig you ready I'm ready, Brad. Send it. All right. Okay, we're going to start with some current events. First off, we have uh, Aaron Boone needed to get a pacemaker. He got a pacemaker installed last week, and it seems like he's already about ready to go. Right? Yep. Yeah, he's up and running. It's all indications. So congratulations yeah, thought, to Aaron Boone. Yeah, I thought it was interesting. I just kind of skimmed the article about it, and one of the things he pointed out was, well, the coffee works. Yeah. <laughs> so hey, yeah. you know what? If the coffee's working for you, <laughs> yeah, this is pretty good. <laughs> so thing, things seem to be in working order. And you know, uh, I had a basketball coach in middle school. Actually, my math teacher. He was one of the basketball coaches. He uh, he had a pacemaker, and he was still able to like really get fired up about uh, about the game. Yeah. Uh, so I'm not too worried about Aaron Boone uh, being Aaron Boone, if you will. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I don't so, I he's pretty mellow. I mean, honestly, until <laughs> until uh Angel Hernandez behind the plate or whatever, everything's fine. Well, let's be honest, he gets to all of us. So yeah, that's exactly. not exactly. <laughs> <laughs> At least not he's not getting normal. told to sit down, right? Like sit down. Uh, yeah. Sit down. Don't yeah. hurt yourself. <laughs> anyway. Yep. Pretty yeah, excited so good about to, good that. Good for him. Yeah, yeah, glad that he's that glad, glad that he's back. I'm actually a big Aaron Boone fan. Um <laughs> What? Like, I I am I am Whoa. I've always been a, a big fan of Aaron Boone. Kind of a random guy for me to like. I know, especially since I was cheering for the Red Sox both oh three and oh four. Ah, but <laughs> you know, what do you do? You know, yeah, I like I, I like the you, guy. So you don't do that, help. but you're I'm glad you. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh well, man. Anyway, Brig. <laughs> so. <laughs> Should we move so over to California? Yeah. yeah, let's move on over to California. Um, <laughs> so, with the way California has been with COVID, it has not been a great situation, to say the right. least. Uh, no. But they have come out and said that they're going to be allowing fans in at 20% capacity at those stadiums, which is a pretty big deal because you've got, you've got the Giants, A's, um, Angels, Dodgers, and Padres. Not missing anybody, right? you got five uh, teams. No, that's... Giants, A's, Angels, Dodgers, Padres. Yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, you got five. that's that's a significant chunk. I mean, that's a whole division's worth for sure. So, so I, I'm glad. I'm really happy. They're going to be twenty uh, percent capacity is not that much. And here's the caveat with it: only open to California residents. Yeah. No, I really th- I was conflicted about that at first until I realized that the brilliance of it. Like you have to grow your base, right? You have to serve your base market. If you don't serve your base market, it won't be there. You can't rely on on travel and that whole entertainment industry right now. So mm-hmm. I and hospitality, excuse me, entertainment and hospitality. So it this is this is a stroke of brilliance. There's going to be an area of exclusivity there, in addition to the limited seating capacity. So now you have a double whammy. Mm-hmm. And I think is I think it's brilliant. I was thinking about that. That's what I was. Yeah, thinking and about. <laughs> yeah. I, <laughs> let me tell you what I was thinking about, Brig. What I was thinking about with that. 
was <laughs> yes, it is. It is good. You need if you're gonna have tickets, it needs to be open to the locals first. Right. Agreed. Yes. Like that's that's the big thing I feel like. But also, it cuts down on bringing in out of staters. You know, the risk of bringing in people from other areas oh. who might be bringing COVID with them and then taking it back with them if they even if they didn't bring it with them. You know. If yeah, I didn't even California think about it that way. Back, say that, you know, say that if I wanted to go to a Padres game, you know, if I go mm. to San Diego, I may not have it when I get there, but I might get it in San Diego and bring it back to Phoenix. Yeah. And, you know, have a whole problem there. So it's kind of a, a double-edged sword. Like, yes, it benefits the fan base. It benefits the locals. It's really good. But it also, I think it's, I don't know if it's primarily a safety thing, but I think that's part of it as well. Yeah, I mean that's pretty cool. So, I like. It I know, a lot. I'm cool with it. Yeah, I'm cool with it. I think it's great. I'm glad that fans are going to get to be in the stadiums. I mean, just just the fact at that all. anybody is going to be in the games at all. Yeah, at the games, like I've I've heard heard players during spring training saying, you know, it's great to have fans back. It's a whole lot more fun, way better than playing in empty stadiums. And yeah, I totally get that. Totally get it. Okay, so question mm-hmm. in Los Angeles. How many paper airplanes are we going to see with this limited seating thing? Well, I mean, twenty percent. Twenty percent. Okay, twenty percent of what? A hundred? You got to do it in your nerd voice, Brad. If you're going to come at us with statistics, yeah. well, break. Let's. It's simple mathematics. Twenty uh, percent of one hundred is twenty. So probably, I think, you expect about uh, anywhere between twenty and two hundred uh, possible. Uh, paper airplanes in Los Angeles Stadium. <laughs> Whew! Ah. I think I think I went too long with it there, but whatever. It's it fun. was great. Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> like I like I stopped listening halfway through, but I still loved it. So. <laughs> oh yeah, I did go too long. Anyway, all right. Well. <laughs> transitions man my transitions tonight i don't know i don't know we're gonna stay in los angeles brad we're gonna talk about david price he says he's potential he he has no problem coming out of the bullpen uh in los angeles and his his whole thing is whatever they need to win right whatever they need me to do i want to be a team player but tell Mm -hmm. me about that brad what are your thoughts well i mean you see it all the time with guys who have started their whole careers they do not want to go to the bullpen they fight it tooth and nail Felix Hernandez, uh, he went to the bullpen for like a weekend, and then James Paxton got hurt, and he was back in the starting rotation, and he was not happy about being put in the bullpen that and during that, you know, like I said, weekend basically. Right. Um, yeah. And you see, starting pitchers as they age, they lose that stamina, and it's the best place for them. But they're guys who started their their whole lives, and they're competitors. They don't want to. They don't want to be taken down a notch. They don't want to be told they can't compete at a high level. So. David Price saying, I'll come out of the bullpen if that's what's best for the team. This is somebody who I feel like has evolved into a team first guy. And, you know, he he's it's also a level of self-awareness, right? Yeah. That he knows he's not what he once was. That if this is what it takes to win, then gum, I'm going to go to the <laughs> bullpen so we can win another title. Yeah. You know? Well, I think it's brilliant. I mean, mm-hmm. it'll it'll preserve his career. It'll preserve his uh, marketability. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. all all of the above. It it definitely will. It really will. And I mean, come on, you've got that pitching staff, and man, you don't really need David Price in there. No, <laughs> and know? that's what I'm, so dude. That's what I'm saying. His longevity goes up, but also like his longevity on the on the team, right? With the mm-hmm. with the club on the roster, because if he's if he's like, I'll find a spot because they don't need him like you said i think it's brilliant everybody wins it's true yep and i think i do think they'll they will be more dangerous with david price coming out of the bullpen mm-hmm. and if he only has to face three minimum right three three batter minimum or to the, retire the side then yeah. that might be all you get out of him some days let's be honest well and honestly if i'm down in the six seventh innings i don't want to see david price coming out of the bullpen no no, because, even because that's going to be rough. Yeah, middle reliever, setup man. I don't want to see that guy coming out. So, Mm-mm. nope. So it just gives them one more weapon and makes them that much better. I think it's good on him. Good on him for the self awareness. 
So we're going to switch again. We're staying in California mm-hmm. because I swear we're going. And uh, it's just going to move south a little bit. Albert Pujols is older than he says he is. Apparently, <laughs> uh, he is officially listed at 41. But according to a bunch of roundabout math and all a bunch of circumstantial evidence, he might actually be 44. <laughs> All I can so think of is the scene in Benchwarmers when the dude comes <laughs> with the goatee, he comes out and they hand the umpire a, a piece of paper with his picture and, and in green crayon it says, I'm 12. He's got documentation. And he says, I'm 12. <laughs> there's a $20 bill in there or whatever. I just... Oh my goodness! So this isn't this is not the first time his age has been called into question, and it's certainly not the first time anybody else's age has been called into question, especially right, right. if they're from the Dominican or if they're Cuban or whatever, mm-hmm. right? Like records are not exactly kept very well, and there's a lot you can do. But yeah, well, I mean, it wasn't Miguel Tejada when he was playing with the A's. Yeah, I think. Uh, he I was think like, it was the A's. Yeah, I think he said he was 32, but he's really 34. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> so, so, Brad, tell tell us why this three two three year difference is such a big deal. Okay, think about this for a minute. You've got a kid who's 18 years old, and he shows up to a tryout, and uh, and he's got exit velos around 105, or he's pitching at 102, 103. 18 years old. Okay, mm-hmm. value that. Against a 16-year-old, same body, same size, same exit velos or or throwing velocity. Who are you going to give more money to? The kid with more longevity. The 16-year-old. Right. You're going to pick him over the age? Yeah, because you can bring him into your system and you can have him in the minor leagues for three years. He comes in. He's big league ready at 19 instead of 21. Yeah. And then you can either sign him to a long-term deal at 23, 24. You sign him to a 10-year deal, he's 33, 34, as opposed to the kid who was 18 at the time. You know, he's 35, 36 instead Yeah, when that contract is up. So I get it. I, it makes perfect sense to me why it happens. Um, but you said that the Angels said they knew? Is that yeah, right? so apparently everybody knows and has always known, <laughs> <laughs> or at least that's what they're saying. And what is what is so funny is that the angel said, uh, I don't remember who the quote was from, but apparently the angel said, yeah, we don't care. Uh, we knew we didn't care. We knew we were not going to get anything out of him in 2019, 2020, and 2021. And we signed him on that deal anyway. And I thought, oh, my God, why? (laughs) Well, I mean, at the time when he came over, the Angels were were contending, right? Like that was when that was because who was they brought over from the from the Rangers the same pretty much the same weekend as Pujols. It was I want to say it was like Dan Heron. I can't remember. Um, I can't remember exactly who it was off the top of my head, but it was somebody who had been a major contributor for the rangers when they were really good it's a really mm-hmm. good feature cj wilson that's who it was cj okay. wilson so he actually signed with i believe he signed with the with the angels because he was told that there was a legitimate possibility of albert pujols coming so he signed in hopes of that happening and then it did yeah because he was with his agent and he was with an executive and they said well i can't tell you he said it's pujols it's albert mm-hmm. pujols and they said i can't tell you so then he signed. So <laughs> he's smacking his foot on the ground like I can't say. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Right. But but they brought him over because they thought they could put together a winning team. And they were they had a good team. I mean it they brought great. over yeah. Josh Hamilton. You know, they overpaid him and he ended up being a bust because of several reasons. But then that was about the time Mike Trout came up too. Yep. And they were planning on it. Yeah. Well and yeah. and honestly, Albert Pujols hasn't been a bust. You can't say, "Oh my gosh, like we wasted all this money." Oh right, money no, 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 no way. Yeah, no, I wasn't saying he was the bust. No, and I, I just think that you know when you factor it in, you're like, you know, you're getting an older guy. You know, his his production's going to go down or whatever. It's still mm-hmm. Albert Pujols. 
He's yes. still phen- phenomenal. <laughs> he still yeah. is a contributing member of this team. Yeah, that's exactly right. And when they and like I said, when they got him, he was going to be like the MVP who was going to lead this team to a World Series. Yes. And I felt like when they were putting that team together, they they were doing everything right. Totally. You know, just I had like management they, they put issues. all the pieces in place. Yeah. Yeah, and ultimately, I think it was pitching again that mm-hmm. that did him in, which has never seemed to recover. But but it's still par for the course in Anaheim. Yes, it is. Continues it's a rough deal. Be. It's a rough it deal. It is a rough deal. All right, hey, baseball family, we're going to – Yes! <laughs> yes. <laughs> when we get back, we're going to jump into the mailbag. <laughs> no matter which ballpark you're at, you want to rep your team. Now you can with 9 Plus Us. Welcome to the Big City Series. With every design available in your team's colors, you can fit in with the home crowd or stand out on the road. Either way, we have the colors you crave. Shop the Big City Series and find designs that rep your favorite baseball podcast, cheer from the cheap seats, and much more. Shop the Big City Series only at 9plusus.com. Welcome back, baseball family. We are going to dip deep into the mailbag. We have had a ton of questions come through. We're really excited about some of them. And we're going to be honest, some of the questions were so good, we have got to save them to be their own segments later on. So, oh, mm-hmm. man, we we have been blown away by the, the quality of the questions coming through. And Brad, before we get into the questions, you want to remind everybody why we're doing the, what, what, the giveaway we're doing with this? I would love to. Okay, so the reason we did this this big mailbag thing was because we are giving away a Rays sampler pack. Um, I actually, today I'm drinking their brand new flavor that came out last week, officially. Um, mm-hmm. It's Rays South Beach. It tastes, uh, tastes kind of like uh, a bag of purple Skittles, which, if you ask <laughs> the- me... That's where it's at. The tropical really Skittles. <laughs> it's, it's really good, Brick. Man, I got to get in on that. Yeah, you need to get you some because it's delicious. Or some right um, But so our winner was actually Alexander Trout. Yeah. Uh, he he dove into the mailbag and, and sent us a couple questions. Let's start with uh, let's start with one of his. Okay. So his first question is, what do you guys do for work? So, Brig, why don't you tell him first, what do you do for work? Because I feel like That's your a, job is way more exciting than mine is. I don't know about that. It's a really exciting <laughs> question, though. Um, so, I work my day job. So, what I do for money. <laughs> no, it's, uh, what. so I work for a veteran nonprofit organization here, and I am the employment program manager. So, what that means is it's a, a bunch of uh, workforce development work, casework, stuff like that to help um, veterans improve their resumes, get their LinkedIn profiles ready to go, anything they can do to help improve their job search and uh, the overall strategy and marketability for them looking for, the, for their career um, or just a job, depending on the situation they're in. I'm also charged with uh, unifying community partnerships across the entire upstate. So we want to make sure that, and I don't do this alone, right? I have a team and the whole organization gets behind it, but um, I'm supposed to like have eyes on the whole thing and make sure that all the people in the upstate that do veteran employment in some way that we are unified and caught them all on the same page. So there's a lot of committee meetings and things like that. And then the the largest chunk of my job is corporate liaison. So I do a lot of uh, advocacy building in the community and making sure that, uh, you know, when jobs come available, we know about them so we can present them to our veterans who are seeking employment very quickly. Um, some companies offer veteran preferences and, you know, we negotiate that as well, things like that. So event planning and, you know, I mean, there's a lot to it, but that's what I do. That's my day job. Brad, what's your day job? Well, I work in digital marketing, and right now I am a full-time freelance copywriter. That's all there is to it. (laughs) (laughs) I write web content and blogs for many, many different companies. (laughs) Yeah, but you're really good at it, Brad. Well, I'm all right. I'm all right. I mean, modesty. I'm good enough at it for them to pay me, but there are times that I send something off. I'm like, well, I'm probably going to have to rewrite that, Um, but... (laughs) Fortunately, I've never writing. had to do that. So, you've never had to. Oh, oh! See, the truth comes out now. 
<laughs> I'm going to have to rewrite that. This is terrific. Oh, you're glad your standards are lower than mine. <laughs> That's really what it comes to. It's like, I, like there's sometimes I'm just like, they really don't care because nobody's really going to read it because it's just there oh, for uh, you know search engine optimization. Like you know, if that's how they feel, then that's how they feel. That's yeah. what they're going to get from me, and but, I'm okay with that. So <laughs> that's pretty terrific. <laughs> All right, is. next I question. Actually, I like it a lot, but anyway, next question. So, so Alexander Trout though he won. Mm-hmm. He's he our won. winner. He was the first one, right? Alexander Trout. Yeah. Congratulations, Alexander. We're pumped for you, man. Yeah. All right. Um. The next question comes from Tim Jensen, all right? He wants to know what first made us decide to podcast. That is a pretty layered question, I feel like, but let's let's make it short. <laughs> There's a lot to it. Yeah, let's simplify it. Yeah. So, I was helping Brig out with the website when it with the shop when it first came on and I yep. had done actually a lot of research that found that podcasts were and you know honestly like brig had suggested earlier on you know eventually we'll do a podcast and i'd done a lot of research that said that podcasts are great for your website great for your business so i said you know what now might be the time to do it and brig do you remember what your response was no (laughs) do you (laughs) (laughs) i do i specifically remember because i was so caught off guard you said okay well what's stopping us and i said well i don't have a very good microphone you said well we can deal with that later let's start now and within what like 10 days we had released our first episode. That's right. It was 10 days later. So I had gone on to, I was a guest presenter on a podcast um, that's no longer active. It's called The Patriotic Father. And I saw my friend's setup and I thought, his, uh, and I thought this, is, this is just not that hard, right? Like, <laughs> little did I know I was completely wrong. <laughs> I had severely undervalued the amount of time and effort and work and equipment, all everything that goes into it. But I said, I think, I think I came home from that interview that night and went, all right, we got to do this. Like we can do this. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's, that's what, that's what happened. And you're right. It was like a week later we were rocking and rolling. Yeah. Well, and, and for me too, like when you suggested initially the podcast, I was like, yeah, dude, I'm on board because, um, yeah. because I did one as a project when I was in college, it was like my graduation project. I did one for a semester and I had a blast doing, it. I had a ton of fun. And so I'd just been looking for an opportunity to do one. And when you said that, I was like, Brig, I know how to do it. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, I kept going back to all of our, so I used to do, Brad had a, uh, a blog called stitched thrones, which was light baseball <laughs> reading for when you're on the throne. Right. And yeah. I, Kate, he was my, he was my, uh, sports editor at the student newspaper in college and i and we were both in the journalism program and i said to him i'm taking pictures anyway man why don't you publish and i was thinking yeah i'll get another clipping right i'll get another photo j like credit on my portfolio (laughs) i'm like dude you want to put my stuff on your blog man (laughs) you were like yeah dude (laughs) yeah because i'd been taking pictures of baseballs and bats in my grass up to that point you know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Trying to take generic photos, and I can, and you only find so much on Pexels, Pexels, and Unsplash and stuff. So yeah. <laughs> when you sent me the stuff that you had sent, I was like, "Yeah, this is awesome." And I still have them all on my computer. So, oh, sweet, yeah. So, well, we'll so we'll we got them, but. that got us talking about baseball, and then mm-hmm. we started gushing about baseball, right? Like, oh, yeah. and this is what's magical about it. No, oh, man, this is what. <laughs> anyway, that's that's like way back, but. <laughs> Yeah, that's a long time ago now that I look back, but Jeez. but yeah, yeah, that's that's what got us into the podcast, and yeah, that's where it all got started. Yeah. All right, thanks, Here's Tim. One. Yeah, thanks, Tim. That's a great question. Yeah. Um, here is one from Nate Moore. It says, which of the new rules or rules that began in 2020 are good for the sport? Mm. Brig, um, I feel like you have more. Like I guess stronger opinions about this than I do. You, what do you think yes. is good for the sport? I okay. I've been thinking about this one, and it's really hard for me to choose <laughs> any of them <laughs> as good for the sport. But if I had to say, I think that the seven inning double headers probably make as much sense to me as anything, and that's because mm-hmm. it's. It's less wear and tear on the team and on Saturday, Sunday afternoons and stuff like that. It's 
the perfect length. I mean, let's be honest. It's it's a great length, especially if you have kids like we do. You know, mm-hmm. they don't want to hang out right. the whole time. You know, And then they're like, Dad, Dad, let's go to the kids park or let's go buy freaking another thing ice cream or whatever and you don't you're not watching the game anymore anyway so yeah anyway i think that 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 one rule probably is is good for the sport and i have to agree with you like for all those exact same reasons that that is the one that out of everything i don't and i don't want to say good for the sport but i'd say out of all of them it's the best for the sport out of mm-hmm. the out of the possibilities right um I mean, I do like I do like Universal DH. I'll say that I actually do like it better than the seven inning doubleheader because I feel like, like I said before, the seven seven inning doubleheader is a slippery slope, and Universal DH creates free agency, um, like more of a level playing field for for yeah, sure. more of a level playing field for free agency because you've got guys who can play in American League and National League, and when it comes to scheduling, it just makes sense that you have a rule that's universal across the league instead of being like pitchers, you know, like, cause guys get to the point where they're not even sure what city they're in when they're traveling. You know, if you're going from an American league park to a national league park, pitchers might be like, so am I pitching today? Am I, am I hitting today? I'm right. not sure. You know, yeah. and I know there's more that goes into it that than that, but still, um, I want my guys to know that they can come to the park every single day and they know exactly what's going on. They know exactly what to expect tomorrow and the day after, even though they're probably only looking at today. But, you know, the the continuity. Baseball is such a sport of creatures of – like baseball players are such creatures of habit. That's that true. I don't want my pitchers to be like, well, I hit last week, but I'm not hitting this week. So uh, – and then next next week I'm hitting again. It's going to screw up my routine because you know, I take batting practice. Oh, you know, so that's why I like it. But Yeah. Whiners. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll blow a raspberry at you later. All right. That's so Mike Farns, let's Mike Farns has a question. He wants to know what our favorite baseball player nicknames are and why. Okay. Uh, mine is my favorite one because I actually did a lot of research on this a while ago because I was gonna do, like you said, my old my old blog, Stitched Thrones. I yeah. was actually gonna do a post about this. Okay. Because I spend a whole lot of time on baseball reference um, just looking at random stuff. Like when I was yeah. doing that, just doing random research. And honestly, the fav- my favorite name that I came across was Egyptian Healy. <laughs> that's the name that he is under on baseball reference. That's the, player he- that's the name he's known as for yeah. a player, kind of like Chipper Jones. Yeah. Um, his actual name is um, John J. Healy. But they call him Egyptian because he's born in Cairo, Illinois. That's a great answer. I always thought I thought that was so funny, so random that there was a, that this guy that they gave him his nickname based on where he was born rather than anything to do with his name. So <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. So that yeah, so that's my favorite nickname. What's do you have Do you have a favorite current player nickname? Um, probably Francisco Lindor or Javi Baez. You know, Francisco Lindor, they call him Mr. Smile. Mm-hmm. And Javi Baez, I think El Mago is such a great nickname, especially for him. So you stole mine. El Mago is my favorite current player nickname. Um, nice. Runner up only by Polar Bear, Pete Alonzo. Mm, Polar Bear Pete, yeah. I think that's yeah. a killer nickname. Man. It, it it writes itself. Like that, all the marketing yeah. and everything. It's awesome. So mm-hmm. those are my two yeah. favorite current ones. But my favorite of all time is actually Thurman Munson's, one of his many nicknames, is the Squatty Body. <laughs> Squatty Body. <laughs> I just think for such a talented player, for such a guy who's such a force to be reckoned with, right, He, he for mm. him to have such a sissy nickname like that is so funny to me. <laughs> like yeah. it, With the mustache and he just was brooding, you know, behind the plate. <laughs> ah, I just think, you know, what a better guy, but. It's a fun nickname and it's family friendly, but uh, kind of funny anyway. So I like. Yeah, I think that's, that's my favorite one. one. Nice, and of course, I mean, there's obviously the babe and his millions of nicknames. That wimpy but, deer. Yeah, that might be my favorite of all <laughs> his nicknames. Thank you to the Sandlot. That wimpy. Yes. Deer. <laughs> the Colossus of Clout. The Colossus of Clout. 
Yes, Brad. Right. Did you know you're one of the only people in my whole life that will actually do that correctly? Honestly, if I'm with somebody and I say it and they don't say it again, I'll say it again anyway. <laughs> yeah, me too. That's what I do. <laughs> or I after after a pause where I look at them like, ugh. <laughs> Like, <laughs> nobody in this group once. is with... Fine. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I, get, I, I wrestle with contempt, and I try to muscle it down. <laughs> <That's so funny. laughs> oh, goodness. oh, man. All right, Brig. Uh, let's go with another one from Alexander Trout. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if you we could had a lot of people submit multiple questions, so this yes, is good. Yes, yeah. Um, if you could get a job in baseball, what would it be? What job would you want to have, Brig? Well, that's a tough question. There are a lot of great jobs in baseball. Um, mm -hmm. I think – now, are we talking like that I could slide into right now or and maybe be okay at maybe – probably not but or i'm willing <laughs> to go back to school i'm willing to you know whatever it takes to get there what is that what you're talking about let's do that if you had chosen your career path from a young age and you did everything with that in mind and okay. you're at your current age okay i would be i would be a physical therapist i'd be a sports physical therapist oh and my job would be to help recover injury, recover from injury and optimize performance and teach nutrition and teach uh, body mechanics and teach all that kind of stuff to really like dissect what is wrong, optimize the system. Um, you know, th that's what that I think that's what I would do. Right. I want people would, I, I would want the players to come to me when there was a problem, knowing that I was their best chance of figuring it out. Mm -hmm. Would you um would you want to be like the the offsite physical therapist or would you want to be the athletic trainer who hangs out in the dugout during the game? Oh no, I want to be on field. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think there's more right. pressure there for sure, right? Well, like definitely, yeah, huge. But at, at the know, same time, mm -hmm. I mean, your your the ability to make an impact is also way greater. Yes. In yeah, the moment. You're is. watching what's going on, and you're like, oh, I saw him. I saw, yeah, we, we've been working on that, and he just did it again, or whatever. Yeah, and I, <laughs> that was actually what I wanted to do for a long time. I wanted yeah. to be an athletic trainer and specialize in baseball, like work for a baseball or a basketball team. Yeah. Uh, but then, I can't remember who it was, somebody broke their ankle sliding into third base, and I was like, I might be better off in an office. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Not so much on the field. <laughs> I, I couldn't handle it. Wrap that up and then come to me with your problems. <laughs> yes, exactly. Well, I'll help you get back to where you were, but I'm not going to do anything in between. So you can have that. And, yeah. No, I'm not one for first aid. I'm sorry to anybody who might cross my path. but <laughs> Do not get in a car wreck in front of me. I'm not helping. <laughs> it's true. It's true. That's absolutely wow. right. Yeah. So okay, what's your answer, Brad? What's what if you could dedicate your career going back, what would you do? I'd be a GM. Really? Yeah, I'd want to be a GM because I love first off, I love puzzles. Like, yeah. Love them. And putting I feel like putting a baseball team together, putting a successful baseball team together is like doing a great big puzzle that you have a budget with. Um like I like anytime I play fantasy sports, I'm there for the draft. Mm -hmm. Like I could care, could not care less what happens in the season. I could finish last and go over like, well, I guess I should have drafted better, you know? <laughs> yeah. But no, I, I would love to be a GM. I think that would be an awesome job. Unfortunately, uh, I like to sleep more than those guys do. <laughs> so I don't know how good I would be at it, especially around the, especially around the trade deadline. <laughs> but yeah, no, for real. Yeah. But no, that would be that would be my job in baseball. Okay, we're gonna pivot though. If you if somebody said to you, Brad, you can have any job in baseball you want right now, and you have three years to prove yourself, what would it be? Uh, I would probably be a team reporter, like work okay. for a team and be a reporter. Yeah, because okay. just because I feel like that's something I actually have an aptitude for. Yeah, um, and I could do this, you know. <laughs> 
yeah and yeah. talk about the team all the time and and then go get to know the players which is basically which i mean that's the reason i got into sports journalism because i went to i did not go to journalism school to go work for cnn or the new york times i went to journalism school because i wanted to be a sports writer i wanted to get into podcasting i want to learn how to do that and i wanted to be a sports writer i wanted to cover baseball like that's that's why i went to school yeah right yeah so I, that that is like if i had that opportunity that's what that's one i would do what about you uh, I would do play-by-play. Oh, nice. I'd be Radio calling or TV? games. Radio. Mm-hmm. I don't know yep. why I asked. I know the answer to that question. Yeah. No, I'd be doing radio play-by-play. <laughs> In fact, the um, like I've, I've looked into it heavily, actually, and I think that within three years I could really – I could probably get to where I needed to be. Um, the schedule is just awful, though. I mean, it, it is. is yeah. brutal. <laughs> it's brutal. Yeah. <clears throat> so that's yeah. – I that, remember – Go ahead. No, I was going to say that was my one deterrent with the whole family's dynamic, you know, and, and trying to figure yeah. that out. But um, but I think I would love every minute of it. <laughs> you would. You totally would. And that's the thing. Like, I've talked before about how I, I worked for the Ormals, the the rookie former rookie league team now for the Angels. Yeah. Um, but they uh, – I I worked really closely with the, with the radio guy. I was basically his intern because mm-hmm. I helped him with all the stuff he needed to do on game day. And, uh, I worked with him to do me- to do like media stuff with the team. But, uh, but I did not want the schedule that he had because he was there and granted he didn't have anybody to go home to at night. Like it was just him. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was getting my stuff done after games and, and heading out maybe an hour after the game was over. And he was still just hanging out in the office, just like, I'm wow. just going to leave when everybody else leaves because then I have a chance to talk to guys for tomorrow's game. Yeah. You know, that he took yeah. an extra opportunity to get to know guys a little bit more and find out more stuff for the radio, uh, for the radio broadcast. And he would travel with the team. Um, he liked to, he liked to write the game, the game story on the road games just because he yeah. was there and I didn't actually get to watch them. Yeah. Um, but he would have me do them on getaway days on the, on the road trip. So if they were gone for a week and they were traveling on like Tuesday night and Friday night or whatever, He'd have me write those. He's like, because I just don't have time, and I'm not going to do it on the bus at two o'clock in the morning, <laughs> you know? You're right, exactly. So, so I'm like, yeah, I don't blame you. So, no, yeah, I, I did th- not envy I, him at all, but I thought it was a cool job. There's a back before I got the job I have now. I was really trying to figure out what career path I wanted to take, and I know you and I talked about all these different options, and yeah. one of them I wanted to be an umpire. I almost went to umpire school. Um, oh nice yeah that's right yeah i I looked into that really really heavily and then since i moved here i found out that the greenville drives play-by-play guy has been doing it forever and i thought and he's doing it by himself it's a solo show at least it was a couple years ago when i moved here and i thought wow i wonder if i could get in and this is what i decided i'm going to get in and do feature stories for them. So I got some press credentials to go down on the field and, and behind the scenes and start doing interviews with the players and the staff and everything and doing feature stories for the team. And then I was going to work my way into being this guy's color commentator and then hopefully assume his position, you know, and I had like a four year plan to get uh-huh. to get this guy's job. <laughs> Coming he's, for you. he's been doing it. I mean, in a couple of different markets for a couple of different teams. Anyway. I I I just think it would be neat, just nifty to be the voice mm-hmm. of something like that would be tops for me. That that is cool. That would be really cool to be like the guy. That'd yeah, be awesome. Yeah. But hey, before we get into our next question, let's go take go ahead and take a quick break, and we get back more mailbag. I'm Jason, and I'm David, and we're the hosts of the Non North Sports Podcast, where the home of sports talk for everyone. Join us bi-weekly as we talk about the happenings in sports. You can find the non Sports Podcast on Anchor.fm, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and wherever else you find your podcast. Welcome back, baseball family. We're going to wrap things up here with the last little bit of uh, last little bit of stuff from the mailbag. Um, okay, this one's interesting. This is from Sarah Davis. Uh, what is the greatest co- the greatest country song of all time, Brig? Well, okay, hold on. Context. Context alert. Okay. So when I saw this question come through, I giggled my little 
pants off because <laughs> I know that Brad, the closest Brad has ever gotten to listen to country music is Blink-182. <laughs> <laughs> like, let's be completely You're honest. <laughs> You're not wrong. Oh, man, I know. I, I know it. <laughs> it's like, I will be honest. I'll be honest. I'm not going to tell you when it was because that will be obvious um, when I give you the song. But I did go through a small country phase at one point. Oh, you did? I did. Yeah. Yep, I did. I cannot okay. wait to reveal that. Okay. Okay. But you so go first. Is, you go. This first. is tough, though, man. This is This is like not an easy question to answer. I love country music, and so I, <laughs> I got my favorites, right? I got contradictory favorites, like people people think like I have unpopular favorites, and uh, and so so I thought, well, Tennessee whiskey is a terrific song. Devil went down to Georgia is iconic, right? Anything by Alabama yeah. is fabulous. Then there's Johnny Cash. You got to go all the way back, Johnny Cash. Duh, but I honestly feel like. The greatest country song of all time is Friends in Low Places by Garth Brooks. Okay. It's the most country song that is also appealing to people who don't like country music. <laughs> right? <laughs> it it transcends country music, but it is also like epitomizes country music. I think that's why it's the greatest country song of all time. Okay. All right, Brig, are you ready for mine? Yeah. So I I went through a small country phase when I was younger. And um, because of that, I still believe that this is the greatest country song of all time. I had to bite my finger when you said friends in low places because I totally agree with you. Yes! <laughs> yes! 100%. That is the How? greatest country song ever made. Ever. And, and listen... <laughs> How is it that on a completely unrelated, like, uh, we, not even a baseball question, we overlapped again? This is unheard <laughs> of. <laughs> this we are on a roll, dude. <laughs> that, I can't Knock on that. wood. Wait, I'm rub your you. rub your your rabbit's foot. Turn around three times. You got to go back and watch on YouTube my response to that. Just so you know, Brick. Just okay. Uh, like yeah legit like i'm not kidding you that is in my opinion the greatest and only really good country song ever made oh i don't know the only really good but yes it's the greatest of all time that's amazing sarah great question holy moly that magic happened here there was magic indeed Ooh boy all right oh my gosh that's so funny and for those who don't know i'm just gonna follow up real quick um, I have actually described on the podcast, on the episode where we talked walk-up music, I'm well aware that the music that I listen to, most people would quantify as crap. I'm fine with that. Um, <laughs> I like a lot of punk. I like a lot of like hard rock, like not quite like Slayer heavy metal, but like Escape the Fate is one of my favorite bands. Like, uh, like Avenged really Sevenfold like would like, fit that category, right? Yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. some of the harder stuff. That's And I know it's not for everybody, but I enjoy it. It actually relaxes me. So, yeah, well, that's why I don't listen to country music. You also drink a raise and then go to bed. So it's true. You got, <laughs> I do. You got more than one weird, Brad. <laughs> <laughs> I'll drink a Diet Mountain Dew, like sitting in bed and then lay down and go right to sleep. <laughs> oh, my God. Whew. Have you ever heard of story. water? It's pretty good. <laughs> okay. Doesn't um, taste very good. I know you don't anyway. like water. I got it. I know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Brad, okay. do you do you follow any other sports as closely as you follow baseball? Uh, that's from Tim Jensen. He wants to know that. <laughs> um, so since we started doing the podcast, no, I don't follow anything as closely as I follow baseball. Just because I feel like I need to be like top shelf informed, so I'm like hyper focused on baseball. However, my second love in my life was basketball. I grew up playing basketball, like. Um, mostly as conditioning, so as in shape for when it came baseball season. But I love basketball. I love playing it. Love watching it. Huge Portland Trailblazers fan. Like that is the next like baseball, and then like maybe ten feet down is basketball, and then after that's 
football and whatever, but like the NBA, I love the NBA so much. Great. What about you? Uh, the same same question. I no, I don't follow anything as closely as I follow baseball. The next closest for me is boxing. That's I would say I follow boxing more closely than yeah. anything else, second to baseball. Um, like the Mike Tyson Roy Jones Jr. fight, I like died mm. when I heard that was coming on. <laughs> and uh, we had a big party. We we did a bonfire out in the backyard. I did the projector onto the back of the house. Like we had it, we pulled out all the stops. We did a. I have an island in my kitchen, and we wrapped it in cardboard and tin foil, and then did nachos, and then drizzled it with cheese, and it was Nacho Island. That's the way to do it. So I'm into boxing, but. Yeah. At the same time, not even close to as much as uh, I follow baseball. Yeah. Yeah. True story. <laughs> All right. This is. Let's see. Let's do. Let's do another one from Sarah Davis. Is this the last yeah, yeah. one? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's the last one. This is. This okay. is. <laughs> this is a doozy. This is a good one. This is a doozy. Um, in your opinion, who has the best butt in baseball? <laughs> um, I I feel like I'll be honest with you, Brig. I'm gonna let you answer first, but I feel like. There is only one correct answer to this, um, and I'll let you know if you're right or wrong. Go ahead. Well, I'm even more deeply uncomfortable than I was <laughs> before, because now there's the threat of being wrong. <laughs> I, I didn't see that coming. <laughs> what do you mean there's only one acceptable answer? <laughs> I'll explain it to you, but go ahead and give me your oh, own answer. Oh, my goodness sakes. I don't, I don't even know how to answer this question. <laughs> All right, so talking about, um, geez, it's got to be a catcher. It has to be. I don't know why. I just I just made that up. <laughs> you would think, you know, and honestly, like while I was going through, I was like, you know, probably a catcher because they're doing squats all game, you know, that's all the help. time. Um, yeah. so if that's the case, I gotta go with, uh, I gotta go with Yachty Molina. <laughs> okay. I, now that I was my why. first thought. That was my first thought because the dude's been at it forever. It, right, 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 right. Yeah. Okay. Go so ahead. he's he's gonna have a nice he's gonna have a nice butt. I'll thanks be honest. For, thanks for backing me up on this play here. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. But the correct answer, Greg, <laughs> okay, is Vlad Guerrero Jr. What? Because he got his dad's booty. <laughs> he got uh, his dad's like swing too. <laughs> he does, yeah. Like there is so much from his dad going into that, like the, the yeah. swing. And part of the reason he has so much power as he does is he's got that. He's got his dad's booty. And I don't know that I, that's something I ever would have noticed before I married my wife, because she was a, he was pointing it out. Vlad Guerrero was Vlad Guerrero was one of her favorite players, right? And that no, was for sure. why. That was why. Oh, for real? <laughs> yeah, because because <laughs> Vlad Vlad's big old butt. And so, <laughs> yeah, that was actually honestly the first time I saw a picture of him. I looked, like, because that was something we were talking about. She's like, "Does he have his dad's butt?" I'm like, "I don't know. Let's take a look." So we checked, and sure enough, he's got his dad's sure butt. Enough. And that's where you the know, power I'm comes kind from. Of, so why not? It's interesting that neither of us went with uh, Yelich after he did the episode or the uh, magazine shoot. <laughs> Didn't even think about that till just now. Actually, well, I mean, there was Yelich and there was Harper who did that with the ESPN. Oh yeah, Harper did that too, uh, didn't he? Bam Bam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's his nickname, yeah, know, by the way. Bam Bam. It is. It's a great nickname. It is a great nickname. <laughs> <laughs> Who's Pebbles in this in this situation? That's what I want. I would. Who's Pebbles? I would think his wife would probably be Pebbles. Yeah, I think you're right. Well, they were siblings though. No, they weren't. Pebbles and Bam Bam were they not siblings? No, no, Pebbles was uh, Barney and... No, Pebbles was uh, Fred and Wilma. Fred and Wilma, okay. And then Bam Bam was Bam Barney, Bam was and, Barney and, and... What's her Betty? name? Yeah, Betty. Barney and Betty Rubble. Yeah, I think it is Betty. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and on that note... They were betrothed. We've they were soon, betrothed. We've since dated ourselves dramatically. <laughs> we went back to Vlad Sr. and Pebbles and Bam Bam... <laughs> Ah, Sarah, yeah. this is how uncomfortable this question made us. <laughs> we're draw, we're grasping for straws. <laughs> we're like, ah, anything. Talk Flintstones. <laughs> we'll talk Flintstones. <laughs> with that, with that, I break, haven't you had a multivitamin in years. No. <laughs> <laughs> the 
it's chewable. I mean, it's good. They were terrific. <laughs> okay. I think that's why I like chalk break. candy. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Baseball family, we're glad you joined us today. Hope you enjoyed this episode of The Mailbag. We love doing mailbag episodes. Um, we have a lot more questions to get to next time, but we want to hear from you. So jump in the mailbag at BaseballTogether.com. We want to hear questions, comments, snide remarks, whatever it is that you got for us that you want us to answer. I hope you found that in this episode, we'll answer pretty much anything. So <laughs> jump in there and submit. Uh, maybe we'll do another giveaway next time. I don't know. We'll, we'll figure it out. But yeah, we'll see. this was fun. Congratulations to Alexander Trout on winning this one. For sure. And don't forget to stop by 9plusus.com. Spell it out, N-I-N-E-P-L-U-S-U-S.com. Today I've got my uh, my hot dog shirt. A hot dog at the ballpark is better than a uh, steak at the Ritz. And I've got my NC Dino Nod hat on. Um, real quick, I forgot to mention this. I'm going to be at the Mariners and Diamondbacks game next Monday, the 15th. Yeah, Ooh. the 15th at Peoria Sports Complex. If you're there, if you already, I mean, yeah, pretty much you had to have already already have to have your tickets. But if you're gonna be there, come find me. I'll be out in the left field berm with with Wilson with my son, and uh, we'll get you a hot dog or something. I don't know. That's but, awesome, man. Yeah. yeah. Come say hi. Well, don't, don't forget, forget to like, to... comment, yes. rate, and review. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, Apple is the only place you can actually leave a starred review. Correct. Uh, I think other apps will let you, uh, let you leave some kind of starred review, but I think Apple is where you can actually leave like a text review, like where you yeah. can say, you know, this is why I don't like these guys or this is why no, I don't hey, like now. Hey, well, you can also do that on YouTube. If you're watching on YouTube, you can put a comment in the doobly do and we'll be able to respond to those. And, um, hopefully they're not all spam at this point, but they mostly are. And that's pretty cool. So we expect, we accept the love in whatever form or fashion, <laughs> You can also submit to the mailbag in the doobly-doo on YouTube. That would be an acceptable use of the doobly-doo. It would be. We always see those. We see all of those. Every one um, of them, man. Including the spam, especially. But yeah. Baseball family, it's been great. Thank you for your submissions to the mailbag, and we will catch you next week. Mm-hmm.